Hi and welcome or welcome back to the Ravioli podcast. On this episode, I'll be helping you to get rid of a reading slump. I know that sometimes we can get like stagnated on our reading schedule and our reading habits. For example, if you are in college and you are in exam season, sometimes you are overwhelmed with papers to read and articles and you are you have like no spare space in your brain just to read another thing just for pleasure because at the end of the day you, if you are not studying you just want to watch a tv show or watch a movie or do other stuff that don't require a lot of attention or if you are already working sometimes you have bad days and exhausting days and we don't want to just read a book even if it's like a rom-com or something light and when we just break this habit like if we just skip two days of reading or something then it can be really hard to get the habit again because oh it's easier just like to be watching something else or oh I don't want to pick up the book again and like I don't even remember what I was reading or I don't know it can be so many reasons but I'm just here to give you some tips on how to get rid of a reading slump. I've been reading since I know how to read so I don't have a lot of reading slumps but like I I've been reading since I know how to read so since I was like seven years old I'm now 22 and Even though I had a few reading slumps, like some months that I just read one or two books, which for me it's like a little amount of books, but you just do what you do, like you do your thing. I've never like spent a year without reading or some years that I was not reading and I started reading again. I've never went through that because... I always remember that I'm reading like a book even if it's going to take me a month or it's going to take me a day. I always have a book that I'm reading, you know. And also I think these tips are going to help people that also want to start reading so it's not a reading slam but people that want to implement the habit of reading on their routine but they just don't know how I think this can help them too so I'm just going to go through my tips the first one is pick shorter books like maximum 200 pages but if you are starting to read maybe 100-150 pages And I have some recommendations of books that you can choose. I don't know if some are a little more than 200, but I'm going to recommend some books that are really like light. I've read them in English. So even for people that are listening to this episode, but they are Portuguese and you want to try some English books, I'm also recommending this because they are easy to read like the vocabulary the path of the book it's really like easy light soft so my recommendations of books are the Sally Rooney little stories I read Mr. Celery in it's like one and it's not even 100 pages I, I think it's like 50 or 70 pages then one of us is lying 
I forgot to put some authors. I'm sorry, like I'm going to recommend books and authors because some, I think every book of the author that I've read, it's okay. So I'm just going to recommend it, the author and not a specific book. For example, I'm going to recommend Emily Henry's books because I've read three so far, which was Beach Read, Book Lovers and Happy Place. And each one of them were really easy to read. I didn't like Beach Read. I hate it. Like, it's not hated, but it was nothing. It was like, it was nothing at all. Nothing to just add to my life. But Book Lovers, I loved it. And Happy Place, I also loved it. I'm kind of in a dilemma if I prefer Book Lovers or Happy Place. I'm also recommending Rebecca Searle. I've read One Italian Summer, In Five Years, um, and also The Dinner List, I think. I think I only read three of hers, but I don't, I'm not sure. But they are really easy to read. I read One Italian Summer last year. In summer, I was in an hotel with my parents. And I kid you not, like, it was so good. The book, I loved, loved it. Like, I, now I want to do, go to the Amalfi Coast because of that book. And then some others that I read after that were there too. And I know we watch a bunch of reels on Instagram that they are in the Amalfi Coast or in Capri or something. And I've been in Italy, but not in that area of Italy. We were having dinner at the hotel like at hotel restaurant and I couldn't put my book down it was my Kobo but still like I was reading on the phone because I have the app that connects with the books but I was like I can't hit I can't hit I I have to read only read nothing to just distract nothing to distract me I have to read this the story was so beautiful also Colleen Hoover's I think every book is so easy if Sam have more than 200 pages of course I think all of them have but they are all so interesting stories like they are not mindfuck stories just two of them I think like Verity and It Ends With Us I think they are mindfuck stories but the other ones they are not like they don't have a plot twist whoa but they are just so warming to read and I think it's a good suggestion also I read Love and Gelato which is also in Italy but it's like a book series it's Love and Gelato, Love and Luck and Love and Santorini I don't know if it's Santorini, but I know it's there. Also, I recommend Days at the Morizaki Bookshop. I read that and it's like less than 200 pages. It's not also a mindfuck story, but it's pretty. It's simple, straight to the point, fun. I also read the book Almond, which is about like a kid that doesn't feel emotions like he doesn't feel fear or is he like he's never scared of anything and that's like that's really something and he doesn't feel like also compassion for other people I don't know if it's autism because they don't give like a name I also recommend women don't tell you pretty it's a book about feminism but it has a lot of 
pictures and images throughout the book. I read it in Kobo and it was okay. It has so many good quotes and so many good point of views that you keep thinking about them. I took so many pictures of my Kobo because I wanted to save that in my phone. And I also shared them in my Instagram. And lastly, I would recommend Hige. I know it's not spelled that way, but the book is called H-Y-G-G-E. It's a Danish book, I think. I think it's from Denmark, but I'm not sure again. Am I prepared for this episode? Sure, totally. But it's a book, it's not like a story. It's a facts book, like it's a book to help you develop the Ige lifestyle, which is something really traditional in the northern countries, which is like companion, friendships, like having cozy gatherings at your home, like a cozy dinner or a cozy like snack in the evening, just cooking cozy things, you know, you get the vibe, okay? It's really, I really liked, and I know there are other versions now, they are not called Ige, but they are like in that vibe, so I have to read them when I can, when I finish my TBR, that it's endless, but another tip that I have to give you is pick only books that you know for certain you're gonna love. Don't read books that you are not excited about. I do that every time, so I'm not the perfect person to tell you about that because I do read books that I'm not excited about because I force myself on challenges. Like <laughs> I do YouTube, YouTube videos and I'm like, oh, ChatGPT is going to pick my TBR and then ChatGPT picks shitty books and I have to read them. This tip is only like, if you already have the habit of reading and you, you, if you are just in a reading slump and you already know like what's your favorite genre, like if it's romance, if it's thrillers, psychological thrillers, terror, health books, non-fiction books, or you like fantasy, you know, like you already know your genre. So just pick books. Like if you want to, re to get rid of a reading slump, the first book you are going to pick to start reading again it's going to be one that you know that for sure you are going to like because it's your favorite genre. So even if you don't really like the book itself, it's going to to be something you are motivated for because you don't know if you are going to like the story or not in the beginning. I also have some recommendations like pick your favorite genre, as I was saying, and also pick a book of your favorite author. For example, I was saying that so far, I really like Rebecca Searle's book, so probably if I'm in a reading slam, next book I'm going to pick is one of her books, or like probably I'm going to pick one of Colleen Hoover's books because I really like them. There are books that I like more than others from her, but still all of them I enjoy, so it's like a certain decision. It's like, you know, it's something that I'm sure it's not going to be a fail, and then I cannot get out of my reading slam and that's not what we want. Another tip is go on your Goodreads. If you don't have a Goodreads, it's an app. It's like a social media for bookworms and for book lovers. Like if you are a reader, you have to download Goodreads. This is not 
even paid like this is not a partnership it's not publicity but I have Goodreads and last year I even did like a challenge which I challenged myself to read 50 books and I read 52 out of 50 so yeah we completed but this year I didn't put myself into the challenge because I just wanted to prove myself a point and I like to read for pleasure I like to read yeah because I like not because I'm being forced, because if it's to be forced, I'm already forced in college. You can follow me on Goodreads, it's on my Linktree Instagram description. I'm also like updating what is my current read, what's the what are the books I want to read next. And like when I finish, I always write the book, so that's something you can all also do. And I think that's also something that can help you getting out of a reading slump. My advice is for you to go on Goodreads and search for those two books because this is a pattern for me. I don't know, It's of course it's not like worldwide knowledge and it's for sure it's not like a theory, but for me it's kind of a pattern. Like if a book has less than four stars average on Goodreads, I'm not going to enjoy it a lot. So only read books if you want to get out of a reading slump. Of course, we, this is like the topic of this episode. Only read books that are rated from four stars or more on Goodreads. You see the rating, but you don't go through the reviews and the feedback from others before finishing the book. That's something that's like a mistake that I've done over and over and it's not good like I start just reading other people's reviews and I'm not I'm not even talking about spoilers because they always like have a disclaimer if they have a, a spoiler but I've always like oh now I'm not going to like it or I'm going to have like a biased point of view when I start a book and we don't want it we want to like go to the book with an open mindset with no information previously the next tip is get a reading buddy because like when you have someone that you are always like updating her or him on your current reads what you want to read next you share like your point of views of the book you are currently reading or when you finish what did you think about the book it's someone that's like that helps motivate you to keep reading and to get out of your reading slump because you are sharing with the other person but she's also or he's also sharing what's what they are reading at the moment for example you are in a reading slump but your reading buddy keeps reading books you feel like the need oh i have to keep up with her or with him just to don't be left behind i really want to find a reading buddy because i don't have one like i've tried to convince my boyfriend <laughs> to read books even if they are not my type of books doesn't matter I've landed some books that I've read about like, for example, the Factfulness book. I landed him like, try to read it. But, you know, I cannot force anyone to read and it's not my place and it's not my task to force anyone. As I said on the episode I did in collaboration with Mars Books, like no one has to read books 
to get knowledge. Reading is something that you fall for and it's like a passion because you can get knowledge from documentaries, TV shows, movies, podcasts. You don't have to specifically be reading. And I'm not reading all the time because I want to get knowledge. It's something that I do for leisure because I like to imagine. I like, like, I like the entire and the full experience of reading in itself. So I'm not here like giving you tips to get rid of a reading slump because I want to force you to read. No, if you are already a reader and you just don't have that habit anymore or if you are in a period of your life that you are feeling lazy to read because other things are happening, I'm just here to help you in that matter. But I'm not here to force anyone, of course. So... I also want to get a reading buddy because I don't have one. And if you are listening to this and you like to read books as much as I do, and you are also searching for a reading buddy, eat me up. Because I'm like, honestly, I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart. I want, even though I don't find really hard to read books, I don't go through a lot of reading slumps, but... Sometimes I do. I like to keep motivated with other people and I really like to share my thoughts on books. And I sometimes do that with my parents and they are just like, we don't care, okay? Because we don't even know what you're talking about. You are just rambling things. Next tip is plan small reading schedules during your day. For example, I've said many many times here that my favorite time for reading is in the evening before dinner like at seven like six seven eight those are the hours I feel I'm more productive in terms of reading because I'm not getting sleepy like of course before bedtime I'm already sleepy so sometimes I read to help me like fall asleep more like softly and like with, without anxiety or something because I don't find hard to sleep but sometimes I'm like oh, I don't want to sleep so just plan small reading sessions during the day for example 10 minutes before bedtime 10 minutes before you close your eyes read a book 10 minutes in the morning like right away you wake up in the morning and in 10 minutes the minutes you would be like on your phone or something, you just read your book. In 10 minutes, you can read either 10 pages or 20 pages or less. But you don't plan the amount of pages, you just plan the time. When you finish those 10 minutes, you close the book and you start your morning routine. You go to work, you go to college, you stay at home because I don't know what you do, but... I'm just giving an example. Or you can also plan the pages you are going to read for a day. Like 10 pages per day, either in the morning, either in the afternoon, either in the evening, or like spared in the day. Like you can read 10 pages per day. So you decide to read 5 in the morning and 5 before your bedtime. I don't know. But just small challenges and small commitments. Because if you plan like, okay, I'm going to read 50 pages per day. No, you're not. 
because there are days that feel they have like 24 hours and there are days that feel that they have 48 hours and you don't have even a minute to sit down. So you are not going to read 50 pages because that's not a reasonable average to read every day. So you just commit yourself to read 10 pages and that's going to work. I barely have done this for books that I want to read, but I've done this for books for college and high school and whatever, because I didn't want to read them. Like I was not interested at all, but I had to. So I just said to myself, okay, I'm going to start reading a month before my other classmates start, but I'm going to read 10 pages, which is not a lot. And then I remember that one week before we had to like do a presentation on the, there were people like doing night reading sessions, like almost not sleeping because they had to read a book. And I was reading like 10 pages a month before. So I was like keeping up to the schedule or if you are like in a reading slump, but you are a fast reader and you are like, you read like a lot of books per month, but you are in a reading slump, just commit yourself to read one book per week. One book per week for people that read like 10 to 14 books per month is nothing. So you just have to do these small challenges and commitments considering what do you already do. Like if you are a vivid reader or not, you know your background, you know yourself. So I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just giving you examples and that works for me too. Another tip is choose and decorate a reading corner at home. I've always wanted to do this and I've never done it because when I started having this feeling, I was already, I was not at home. I was already like living in another city for the master. Half of the week I was living in another city for the master. So I was like, mm, I'm going to decorate the room now. I'm not even the entire week there. And then I started like studying and seeing and like assessing my future options of career. And I was like, I will probably not be home forever. So I'm not going to spend money to decorate like a reading corner of my bedroom and then just in three months I have used it like five times and then I'm not there anymore. So that's why I've never did it but I'm I'm sure that I want to do that when I have like a stable home or something. If you still live at your parents home or if you already have your own home or if you don't mind spending money because even though I've never done that I do some things to feel more comfy when I'm reading so first I'm going to go through the decorating reading corner like I think it's really cute I have some ideas in my mind you can buy a comfy chair which is like an armchair but a little one it's not a sofa but it's not also a wood chair it's a little comfy armchair like in beige or black, you know, but in neutral colors I like, but you can also buy in pink, of course. I'm just picturing my perfect reading corner with a blanket, like a comfy blanket, probably close to a window so you can see the traffic or just the movement in your 
street that's my ideal reading corner but since I don't have one I usually pick spots at where I am even if I'm at my hometown or if I'm here in my new bedroom or if I'm in an hotel if I'm traveling I usually listen to music because even though in the past I was really skeptical about like listening to music while reading Sometimes I find it's better because when there's too much noise outside, it's better for concentrating. And sometimes I just put music without noise. It's just to get into the vibe of the book, it's whole experience. And on Spotify, you can now find a lot of playlists of the book you are reading. Not all the books are there, of course, but the major ones, like the ones that are famous on TikTok or Bookstagram or Booktube, they they have playlists on Spotify and you can just put a shuffle playlist and just be vibing. Another tip is to romanticize your reading routine. As I was talking about the Goodreads app, I think that's something that really helps. Is like if you keep updating, I'm not saying you have to be like a influencer wannabe or you have to share all your books but if you have like a goodreads account and you just keep updating okay i'm now starting this book so i'm going to put on goodreads that i'm it's my current reading and then when i finish okay i'm going to put that it's read and i'm going to rate it now also on goodreads you can do so much more other stuff like you can be updating how much pages you are on the book like you start the book today and tomorrow you go on good reason you say okay i'm on page 200 you know i never do that because that's so much work i don't have the patience i just mark when i start a book and then when i finish and then i write it that are the three things that i do on goodreads i don't put likes on other people's updates or i don't comment i don't give reviews on goodreads but I use, like, I read other people's reviews, so I hope people keep commenting on books. So I think romanticizing your reading routine can go from that. Look for cute bookmarkers. Uh, if you have some at home, like, I usually try to pick a bookmarker that goes with the cover of the book. If I'm not reading at Kobo, I need a bookmarker. So I just... If it's a book with the cover, it's like pink. I go, for example, with a red bookmarker or something, you know, that I think it's stylish. Also, I did some bookmarkers. I did a giveaway on bookmarkers. You can DIY some bookmarkers as I did, like even though it's not DIY in terms of cutting a piece of newspaper and making it a bookmarker I designed them on the computer then I printed them then I put it some plastic over it so it doesn't uh, break but you can DIY yeah bookmarkers from previous ones or do new ones as I did and I think that keeps you motivated because if you invest on the accessories to read or something it's like working out I know it's another topic but when you just buy cute clothes for working out or you just take pictures like 
today's workout done, you keep motivating yourself and probably others. Also, you can post your you can post on your Insta stories when you end your reading session. For example, you start a reading session and then one hour later you end it and you post a picture of the book open in your like legs or something. Or you can post Insta stories when you finish a book and write them in the Insta story so other people can see if they are thinking on reading that one. They might change their opinion or not. And then just take notes and underline quotes throughout the book. There's a whole community of book talkers and booktubers and bookstagrams that underline and do like annotation in books with like specific book highlighters or like or, or like pens or something. I personally don't like it. I've never annotated in books. And if I do, like for school or something, it's always in pencil. I just take photos of the quotes I like. If I'm reading in Kobo, they can, I can save the quotes on the gadget. But if I'm reading like a physical book, I just take pictures of the quotes or I just put it on my iPhone notes, but I don't underline because I don't like personally. But... I understand that that can motivate other people to get out of a reading slump because you just do other stuff besides reading. My last... This is not a tip. Okay, so my tips have ended. But this is like a disclaimer. Like, don't... I know disclaimers are given in the beginning of the episodes, but whatever... Don't pressure yourself because even booktubers, booktalkers and bookstagrammers go through reading slumps and even though I'm not one because I don't consider myself anything yet, I'm just someone that likes to share some things about her life and some tips and experiences, I follow some some of these bookworm influencers and for example, I have also talked this about on the episode with book, with Mars Books, like Destiny Sidwell, which is one of the booktubers, like the most famous booktubers. It's not the most, but it's one of the most famous. She has a podcast now with Sarah Caroli. She has a podcast of her own, but she has one with another booktuber. And she was saying like, in May, I've read like four books, and I remember that on the like in the middle of May, she had only read one book, and she was like kind of overwhelmed because she hadn't had any content for YouTube, like for YouTube videos, because she only had read one book. And so, there are some booktubers that are opened about these reading slams and not being motivated at the moment. So if it's their if the, if it's their job and still they cannot make it, of course if you it's not your main thing on the day because you cannot be reading all the time. You have other work to do. You have other stuff to study. Even if they can't make it and it's what they are getting paid of, like imagine yourself, which is not your main worry because it cannot be because it's not paying you anything. 
and I know reading can be so rewarding, like I find reading so pleasant, but sometimes I'm reading books that I really don't like, like I don't feel anything for them, I think they are just being a waste of time, and I still don't have like a clear response to that, I don't know if we should like just stop those books because we cannot waste time or we just finish them, I don't have like a clear answer, I hope you get rid of your reading slump, because if I was in one, I would be pissed, okay, but also just take your time, I'm just helping you if you feel that you want to get out of that reading slump, but if you are in one, but you also don't want to get rid of the reading slump, because it's not what you are looking for now, it's okay, unlike other people, books are always here for us, so that's my main mantra for reading i love talking to you guys and we'll talk next week bye